Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today, welcome to the Farms Advice Podcast, where we talk everything agribusiness. It's been a wet few days here, down in the central west of New South Wales. But a thoughts go out to the farmers and communities on the east coast, who are doing it tough. For the farmers who've lost livestock, especially after the prolonged droughts, we know how hard it is. Losing one, two, or even a hundred, it doesn't get any easier. As an industry though, we'll bounce back and build even better agribusinesses. But for today, let's get into the episode. Now, we're speaking with Darren Hughes, who is a co-founder of Laconic. He wanted to make a difference by reducing the largest expense for a wheat crop, which is fertilizer. They're changing the way that farmers use fertilizer to reduce wastage of the product, but also to save a dollar for your pocket. This is a pretty timely episode with some rain around before planting season kicks in. Hopefully you can get out there on the paddock very soon on the east coast. But don't forget to help spread the fert for the podcast so we can grow as well. Only if you got some value out of it to keep us honest here at Farms Advice. Let's waste no more time and get into it. G'day and welcome back to the Farms Advice podcast. Today on the show, we have Darren. Darren, how are you going, mate? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, very well. Thanks. Excellent to have you on the show today, coming in from WA in Perth there. Yes, yeah, so good old sunny Perth. We've had a little bit of rain probably two weeks ago. Um, good soil moisture in most of the farms out there. They're busy spraying and putting a bit of, uh, I guess, lime and potash on. Uh, we're probably another three weeks away from seeding, but yeah, we've got good potential this season. Yeah, a bit of a reprieve from... Earlier, it was a bit drier in the western side, wasn't it? We had, yes. The last two years have certainly been on the drier side. 2019, we had the hottest, driest September ever recorded. 
And then going into last year, farmers dealt with a bit of a late break. But surprisingly, we got some good rain in July, and that carried us through for, I think it was our third biggest crop on record we actually grew last year. So um, quite, farmers come out of it quite well. Um, there's been some great investment going into new farms, new machinery, and new technology this year. So yeah, and with the rain that we've had the last month, we're well set up for a great 2021. Well, hopefully we can get another bumper and fill up the bunkers for 2021. That would be really good. But before we get down to agribusiness, Darren, can you just tell me a bit about yourself and your background? Where do you come from? So my background, always been in farming. Uh, my family are fifth generation farmers uh, in a little small town called Nabawool, which is about uh, 30 kilometres just out of Durham. Yep. Um, I've always been involved in ag, did year 11 and 12 at a ag college, Murrawa Ag College, and then went and studied agribusiness at Curtin University. Uh, went through and did my PhD in wheat agronomy and worked for a number of small startup companies, research agronomy type businesses. Prior to founding Laconic, I was a general manager at the Grains Research and Development Corporation. Uh, so I set up the Western Region office here in WA and I was managing a portfolio of probably $12 million a year in research in relation to everything in uh, agronomy, farming systems, soils and nutrition. Is that, does that more so go just to Western Australian research? Uh, in that particular instance, yes, I was just managing Western Australia. I had other roles in, in GRDC where I was looking at very much more national. Uh, and I actually spent 12 months living in Canberra in a national yep. role with GRDC. What do you think like that gave you a good background in getting into the research side of it? Gave me a good understanding of how long it takes to develop, I guess, and validate new technologies and, and, and new practices that, that farmers have got. Also gave me a really good understanding of the problems that growers face in terms of trying to uh, increase their profitability. And gave me a very good overview of agriculture in Australia um, and how connected it is and how kind of small it is, really. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of people in the, in, in the industry as a general whole. And, and I guess they're just a wonderful bunch of people across the nation. They're all ultimately a farmer at heart and they're, and they're trying to do their best. Absolutely. And like it's a great foundation to start from, starting with the research and the facts and the figures and then launching into what it is today, working with Laconic, did I pronounce it right? Correct. Laconic. Yes. So use a few words is the official meaning for laconic. So with laconic, what, what is it and what does it do for Australian farmers? So essentially at laconic, we use data science to make a recommendation of where and how much fertilizer a grower should apply to maximize profit. It all started back when I was at GRDC. One of the jobs I had to do was to go and scope up a new investment in crop nutrition. Uh, and I actually contracted Wayne Pluskian, who is now my co-founder here at, at Laconic. Wayne spent probably two months talking with researchers, uh, growers, uh, and agronomists to find out what the problems are in relation to fertilizer decisions. Uh, to cut a long story short, GRDC and industry went and contracted a $15 million five-year project. But Wayne and I walked away with an inherent understanding of the problems that growers had in, in making fertiliser decisions. Wayne, for his background, he's probably spent 30 years in the fertiliser decision space and he has developed or been involved in the development of most of the mathematical models that predict fertiliser responsiveness. 
And by that, I mean plants respond in a mathematical way. If, apply, if you take one kilogram of fertilizer, how many kilograms of wheat will that grow? And that all feeds into from when we take a soil test and we get a fertilizer recommendation back from our fertilizer companies. After 30 years in that space, Wayne has decided he cannot improve the incumbent method anymore. And that led us to starting Laconic. We, we're collecting data. Data is becoming more forefront in, in decision-making in agriculture. We've seen it fundamentally revolutionize other industries. Um, and I don't think it's far of, of, of making a big impact in, in agriculture. Do you see in the Western side, a lot of farmers are starting to use their data? They probably have been recording it, but now they're up to scratch and starting to use it a bit more. So, so, so data, yeah, been around for what, 25 years, we've been able to collect uh, yield data on the harvesters. Um, other than producing a pretty coloured map, there wasn't a whole lot of use for that data. But now we're at a stage where uh, we're able to integrate then transfer that data pretty seamlessly out of the, out of the, uh, the tractor or the header. Um, we're able to analyse it. Some of these new machine learning models that the Googles and the Facebooks have had fantastic gains with, we're able to apply that into agriculture data now. Um, we're still in the infant stage of validating these new models that have been developed using these machine learning models. And, and that's going to take a while in agriculture because we only get one chance a year and we operate in very diverse environments. But we're certainly supportive of the idea that over time, the more data we can collect and the more training that we'll do of these, these machine learning models, we can fundamentally improve our decision making in a way that we've never seen before. Yeah, so a farmer, a farmer comes to you and they're looking to reduce where they don't need their fertilizer or is it like a variable rate? So in, in the first instance, what we're encouraging growers to do is to actually go out there and measure their profit from fertilizer at the moment. Um, we've been making a fertiliser decisions largely the same way for 50 years. Uh, so we're, we're very good at predicting how much fertiliser a plant needs, but we don't really measure the outcome of that. What we've developed here at Laconic is a simple and easy way to put a trial in every paddock. Uh, once a paddock boundary is uploaded, we can put an AB line into a paddock. We can drag and drop a replicated trial on that um, automatically goes out through the boom or the spreader or the bar at seeding time. We can collate that data at the end of the year and we can run the statistics over that. And with the economics, we can, we can tell the farmer whether they're actually making money from fertilizer. What's quite the highlight is that we have done 85 replicated trials uh, over the last two years across Australia, looking at the profitability of in-season nitrogen fertilizer applications. 90% of those trials have shown no economic response to fertilizer. So I'm not prepared to go out there and fundamentally say that we've got fertilizer decisions wrong at this stage. What we are encouraging growers to do is to start measuring the outcome and the profit that they're making from fertilizer, because we think that people are unaware of how much they're losing. Yeah, so the difference of putting one kilogram opposed to eight, hundred grams and you could be getting the same result is that down the line 
Pretty much, yeah, that's that's it. What what we've known and what we've certainly seen the last couple of years is that uh, applying no fertiliser has been the most profitable thing to do in season. Uh, and we've got growers who have wasted oh, anywhere up to 120 to 150 bucks a hectare of nitrogen they've applied in season. And, and we've been able to demonstrate the crops aren't responding to that application. And that starts to get expensive. And what we've found is that if you can show a grower that how much the problem is and quantified in real dollars, that really gets them interested. Yeah, absolutely. And if, I suppose if you look at it at a five-year average, the farmer's going to sit back and think, shit, that is, that is a pretty big um, like job out of my pocket of what I'm spending on fertiliser. So we know that fertiliser is sort of costing the average business is somewhere around 25% of their operating cost. You know, farmers are spending that sort of 125 bucks a hectare uh, on fertiliser. Uh, we don't know if we could cut that expenditure in fertiliser by 20% and still have the same outcome in terms of yield. Or do we need to put 20% more fertiliser on and can we get a 30% increase in yield? This is what we're encouraging growers to do is to start measuring what they're doing with their fertilizer. So does Laconic help measure? Correct. Yep. So yep. a farmer can log on to Laconic. We can create a free account. Uh, you can sync your data from my John Deere or one of the other global platforms. Once you've got your paddock boundaries in there, your AB lines and your historical yield data, we can create a simple trial that you can upload to your boom spray. And then at the end of the year, we can analyze that and show you whether you're making money or not. Yeah. And I suppose like this is looking at it for a long-term thing. Would you do it each year to keep consistency? Yes. You, you need to do it each year yep. um, because every year is different. Um, and some of the newer, I guess, products and features that we're developing is not just the ability to put one trial in a paddock. We've got the concept out there now we're calling Laconic Combine, where we can put what we're calling swarm trials, little trials across the whole paddock. And that will allow us to measure spatial variability across paddocks, which in, in, in agriculture, certainly broadacre agriculture, has been very difficult to do in the past. Yeah, I could imagine. And like digitizing the way that we can measure our profitability on farm is a lot like a lot of farmers are really keen to get into that to improve our outcomes in the future as well. I think technology has got a lot to offer and digital agriculture has got a lot to offer. It's still in the, I guess, an infancy stage because it's difficult to demonstrate a real hard value proposition for some of these technologies. But I do believe once digital agriculture gets to a point that you can show a farmer that he's losing 20 bucks or making 30 bucks a hectare, that's when we'll see rapid adoption uh, of, yeah. of, of these new digitals. Yeah, definitely. I think once they see a live example, whether it's on their place or their neighbor's place, they're more likely to jump on. It's just getting them past the adapt and adopt mode, isn't it? It, it is. And, and we look at traditional researchers, farmers have always loved a trial on their paddock. And they're more likely to adopt a new practice when it's been trialled on their paddock, on their soil type, under their management. They look and feel and touch what's going on. 
Um, that's where we think the ability to put a trial in every paddock and, and, and digital allows us to do this simply and easily, we can get massive adoption pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. So what sort of farmers are using Laconic and what who can benefit from it? So we've got a range of farmers from your, your small family farmers to your large corporates that, that are yep. involved. Um, we've got large, a big presence in Western Australia and a growing presence on, on the East Coast. Um, as long as the grower has got the ability in their machinery to apply a variable rate application, they've got a harvester nowadays that can collect the yield data and they've got their data sort of paddock boundaries or AB lines, we can simply easily get them signed up and put them onto Laconic and help them start measuring profit from fertiliser. Great stuff. And the onboarding period with Laconic, how, how long does that take or is quite... It, it's 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 quite quick. So if the growers um, have their data on, on John Deere, um, we can easily sync that with with Laconic and the paddock boundaries and everything come across. I'll give it half an hour and then and it'll all come across. If their data is in another platform such as SMS or one of the other precision ag platforms, at the moment we sort of have to upload that data into Dropbox and then our technical team behind the scenes. But if we've got a grower who wants to start spreading, um, give us 24 hours and we can have you up and ready to go as long as they've got the data and then you'll be able to start using Laconic. Good stuff. So what sort of results have you been seeing with your clients without naming them or whatnot? Are they like saving, like are some massive saving over 50% or down to 10, 15 sort of thing? Uh, so we've, we've seen a range of growers making any, losing anywhere from $230 a hectare and making anywhere up to $200 a hectare um, by, by, by measuring in-season fertiliser. What we've got though, I reckon if you take all our trials, probably on average growers are losing about that 20 to 25 bucks a hectare um, from in-season fertiliser decisions over the last couple of years. And that's why we're really encouraging people to get out there. Yeah, right. That's a pretty broad, like, you'd, I imagine you want to be on those saving, making 230 a hectare for sure. You do. Yeah, you certainly want to be making. You don't want to be losing 200 bucks a hectare. That hurts. Yeah. And also for Laconic, how are you, how are you getting to the farmers at the moment? Is it more word of mouth or are you using events? Uh, so our path to market is that I guess we've got really good relationship with probably the top three or four large agribusinesses in Australia that they're, they're aware yep. and, and they know who we are. Uh, we have just employed two territory managers um, in Western Australia. So Corey, who looks after our southern region, spends a lot of time on the road meeting with growers uh, and around the table. And then we have Reuben in the north of Western Australia, who does a very similar role. What we're finding is that I guess growers need some reassurance. They need to develop the relationship. This is quite a new concept, a new idea. Um, they're not just going to log on and buy Laconic uh, as, a, as a software, as a service yeah. over, the, over the internet. We need to build those relationships. Into the future, we're starting to look at how do we employ probably three territory managers on the East Coast as well. Um, there is a, agriculture is still at an infancy stage in terms of a digital maturity. Um, it's going to take a while before we see massive, simple, easy adoption of these new digital technologies. 
But that's not to say that we need to maintain and, and invest and build those relationships with growers at the moment, because it is important that we hold their hands through the process. Yeah, absolutely. And nurturing your foundation customers is what's going to be the building block to shoot you off into the other states in the eastern seaboard more so. Absolutely, yeah. You know, we, we are a relationship-based industry. Um, we, we, we buy from people that we trust and we engage with people that we trust. And I don't think digital agriculture needs to go the same way. Absolutely. Well, it's an interesting spot that we catch ourselves in within agriculture. You yourself would know it best, how digital is impacting agriculture. Where do you see Laconic going digitally or offline in the next in the 10 year period coming up? When I look at where agriculture is at, we, we've really picked the, uh, I guess, what we call a vertical. You know, we're really yeah. specialized in fertilizer, but essentially our technology can be applied to measuring any agronomic outcome. So how do we, how do we improve seeding rate applications? Right? At the moment, we apply the same seeding rate across the whole paddock, but we look towards the US and they're using a lot of variable rate seeding. Um, how do you build, a, a, I guess, a, a global um, agronomic software that allows growers to measure anything that they do in, in, in making an on-farm decision? That's where I see the business and the, and the future opportunity for agriculture. It's easy to make recommendations based on actionable insights, and we're seeing plenty of that in the market at the moment, but those insights need to be held to account and those recommendations need to be tested. And that's what we're offering growers in the market. And that's where we think the big opportunity is. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you're not looking for more, more, more. You're looking to use what we've got, like both ends of the stick there when you look at how to improve the seeding of it. Correct. It's, it's, it's easy to make a recommendation, but making a profitable recommendation is, is, a, is a difficult challenge. Um, so not only can we do fertilizer, we could do uh, ripping depth for compaction, you could do seeding rate, you could do fungicide applications, you could do a range of, I guess, on-farm experimentations um, to collect the data to inform more profitable management decisions. Great work. Well, with like the agronomists on farm, do you work closely with those? We do, yes. So some agronomists have, have looked at our technology and viewed it as a bit of a threat because we can now measure their recommendations and how profitable they are. And we've had certainly some corporate farms inquire about, that's great, now I can test my agronomist and I can start to benchmark them, <laughs> which is a little bit scary. And then when you think about the ramifications down the track of potential insurance claims, if someone makes a recommendation and it was shown and tested to be wrong, what are the implications for insurances down, down the track? The flip side of that is that we've had some great feedback from agronomists of going, I've always made my recommendations based on the best available information that I've had at hand. And there was no ability to do easy on-farm trials in the past. So I'm confident in the decisions that I've made in the past, but I'm willing to embrace this new technology that's out there and, and start to put my recommendations to the test because the really good agronomists are happy to admit that they don't know in every situation and they don't necessarily get it right. So they're looking at using what we're doing to help complement their decision-making and their recommendations. Yeah, well, I think we as an industry need to embrace 
digital where we can and where it's actually going to improve. You don't have to bring it all in, not know anything about it, but dribs and drabs will really help, but it will also keep the agros on their toes as well, of course. Exactly. And, and, and we are an industry that, you know, on the 20th of September, we might suffer a minus six frost and no model and no good, and, and no matter how good the agronomist is, um, they are they are events that are going to continue to impact agriculture, uh, and we need to manage risk in that sense. But there are other ways that we can embrace that risk and manage risk, um, knowing that yeah, we can't actually predict the outcome all the time. Yeah, I suppose that's the industry we work in. It's risk management, reducing it, and that's what Laconic's looking into. And that's what we're trying to do, yeah. Well, Darren, it's been really good to have you on uh, just to see a glimpse into what's going on over there in Perth. But you'll be broadening the spectrum across Australia very soon with a few district managers. So that's really good to see. Exciting for yourself, I imagine, as a founder. It, it, it's great to see that starting to get a little bit of traction out there. And the feedback that we've had from the early customers has been great. Um, there's a huge opportunity in ag and I think digital ag is a part of that. Um, and I look forward to it. What would be your one tip, one piece of farms advice for a farmer looking to improve? Not like necessarily with technology, but to improve their own situation. Um, just keep learning, yep. just keep failing. Right? You've got to fail a lot before you learn. <laughs> and it's from those failings that you'll get better. Um, so just keep trying. Yeah, absolutely. Keep on pushing through. It was always going to be rain at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Always rains at the end of a dry spell. Absolutely. So question I ask every guest on the podcast, who is someone you'd like to hear on the Farms Advice podcast and why? Um, I'd like to hear from a guy called Nick Bryant, who has done a lot in the agro-political side of things. And he's also done a lot in this digital ag space and has got a lot, I think, to offer. So um, Nick would be a really good person to listen to from his experience. Absolutely. It sounds like a great, great person to get on to the show. Where is he based? WA? So Nick's now based in Sydney. Sydney. Um, he was uh, ex-CEO of Farmer's Edge for a while. He's done a little bit of work with grain growers in the past. Um, and he's just a very knowledgeable person that's very well connected. I'll have to track him down, or if he's yeah. listening to the podcast, Nick, get in touch. <laughs> how, so how can we contact you, Darren, or the team at Laconic? So we're on Twitter, uh, Laconic underscore Furt. Um, I'm on, on LinkedIn, just Darren Hughes. Um, or people can just reach out to me and email me, just darren.hughes at laconic.com.au. Happy to take any questions that people have and send them through. Perfect. We'll wrap it up there. Thanks for coming on, Darren. Really good. Appreciate that, Jack. All the best. Thanks for listening to episode 39. We're making our way up there on the Farm Advice podcast. Thanks for tuning in to myself and Darren for this episode. We as farmers are always looking for ways to reduce wastage and also save money on our inputs. So take a look at Laconic if you see that it may work for you for this season. Keep the farm's advice flowing by joining the Facebook group or spread this episode online.
Keys to Agribusiness, and I'll see you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.